Good morning, friends. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, we are so grateful that you've decided to uh, spend a little bit of your Sunday morning with us in worship and in prayer and, uh, and in hearing an amazing message from our lead pastors, Claire and Scott Lorge. And we're just glad that you're here with us. Uh, we hope that this morning started well for you, but if it didn't, you know, we're just grateful that you woke up, you got in your car, you drove here, you came through the door, and we just know that together that we can encourage one another and we can feel the goodness of the love of God together. So we say to you, welcome. We say hello to everybody online. Thank you, everybody that is, uh, that's at home and that's joining us on our uh, internet chapel or whatever we want to call it. And uh, we want you to know that we'll be receiving communion today. And um, so if you haven't already done so, get yourself a bread or some crackers and some juice and uh, get ready to uh, have that with us. Um, if you have any prayers at home, you can write those prayers in the line, uh, the comment line on Facebook, and uh, we'll be praying along with you today, just as we pray uh, along with the folks here for prayers of the people. So if you're at home and you have any information, you can go to ccmonline.org or just take a look at the Facebook page. All right, so our call to worship is from Psalms um, 27, and you can read with me. I'm asking God for one thing. Only one thing, to live with him in his house my whole life long. I'll contemplate his beauty. I'll study at his feet. That's the only quiet, secure place in a noisy world. The perfect getaway far from the buzz of traffic. God holds me head and shoulders above all who try to pull me down. I'm headed for his place to offer anthems that will raise the roof. Already, I'm singing God songs. I'm making music to God. Amen. We come to your table, Father God, desiring a conversation. Into this bread and this cup, we pour all our joys and suffering, our hunger and satisfaction, our doubts and our revelations, all beauty and all frustration. May these gifts sum up the whole human experience, all our extremes offered to you for redemption in Christ Jesus. For in Christ, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through Christ and for Christ. Christ is before all things. And in Christ, all things hold together. And Christ is the head of the body, the church. For God was pleased to have all fullness dwell in Christ, and through Christ to reconcile all things in earth and heaven. By making peace through the cross. Creator of all, we ask that you would pour into this bread and this cup everything of yourself. We see in your Son, Jesus, as our eternal sustenance. Every word you speak is summed up in Christ and spoken to the deepest part of the human experience by the Holy Spirit. 
what we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spirit-taught words. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and commune with the Holy Spirit in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. Creator and Redeemer of all, be known to us in the breaking of the bread. Amen. All right. Well, thank you for that, worship team. Uh, just a few opportunities to share with you before we hear from our pastors, part two of our marriage conversation. Uh, first of all, I'd love to say welcome to you if today is your first time here at Crossroads. We're so glad you're with us this morning. We'd love the opportunity to connect with you. You'll notice a Next Steps kiosk right over by the light and the coffee bar there. Uh, stop by after service and say hello. We have a free gift for you. And if you're uh, joining us online, just go to our website, ccmonline.org, and look for the I'm New tab, and that will get you connected if you so choose to be connected. Uh, next, I just want to tell you if you are a middle schooler or a high schooler, or if you love a middle schooler or a high schooler, we have a hayride that is next Saturday um, at the Heaton Farm. I don't know if the Heatons are here today. Yes, yes they sure. are. Okay, thank you, Heatons, for opening up your farm for a hayride. And if you're a middle schooler or a high school, make sure you sign up for that and bring your friends. You're welcome to invite friends. That would be a great way to introduce your friends to Crossroads Church. And um, so we're excited about that. There's more information at Next Steps if you're interested in that. Also, on October the 8th, we have our all-church tailgate. I'm praying it's a day like today. Wouldn't yes. that be awesome? Yes, yes. So even if you wanted to take out your calendar right <laughs> now, it put so. it... What's that, Claire? May I, it be so. We were just saying may it be so. Maybe so. Yeah. We no, could, no, no. May it be so. May it be so. We're with yes. you. We and agree with so. that prayer. <laughs> may it be so, yes. Well, if you want to put it in your calendar right now to remind yourself to bring a lunch, bring a chair, throw the chair in, the, in your trunk right now so you don't forget, and we're just going to have a great time. So um, right after service, we're all going to go out and just have some fun together. And then we also have a baptism coming up, and that is on the 15th, October 15th. So if that is something you are feeling the invitation to take the next step in your faith, we want to join you as your church family. So come on over to the Next Steps kiosk. We can get you signed up. We can get you, give you an information sheet um, to answer any questions you might have about baptism. So as always, just check out our uh, Facebook page or our website to find out what's happening day-to-day -day here at Crossroads. Thank you. Thanks, Kathleen. Thanks, Kathleen. I love how actually baptisms end up getting scheduled at Crossroads is typically someone calls one of the pastoral staff and said, I, you know, they'll say, I want to be baptized. And then we say, all right then. And anybody else? So it's pretty wonderful that desire leads people. It's not perfunctory. It's not a, it's not, you know, this thing that somebody else is putting on you but out of the desire of your own heart to say, I want to be baptized. And then we schedule a baptism. Mm -hmm. 
So feel free to join on in on October 15th and, and sign up for that. Yeah. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah. It's not the first time we've seen each other, no, so it's it kind of weird. No. <laughs> yeah. But it's always nice to say hello. Thanks. It is. Yeah, I think, that, I think so. I think so. Anyway, it's always nice idea. to talk about marriage. Oh, look, we're not on the Who right side. Who knows what might be about to happen? Uh-huh. Marriage kind of part two. So some of you right away are like, oh, marriage. I, well, I'm not married. Or you could say or, it with us. Marriage. Marriage. For those of you who love that, that movie. So um, just to, to give you, uh, first of all, we did talk, not last week, last week, if you missed last week, you want to check that out. Uh, Pastor Carlo Thomas from Haiti was here Was with that us. awesome or what? Yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Two questions I'm going to answer. Somebody said, so Crossroads bought Pastor Carlo a car. No, there was a couple that bought Pastor Carlo a car and donated it through I've Got Your Backs. And we just got to be a part of that fun stuff as we gave our regular gifts for the children of Haiti. Wasn't that wonderful to get to participate in the celebration and to see that people remember um, the, the work that Pastor Carlo has done since he was a little boy and couldn't go to school because he didn't have the money and a woman took her roof off to pay for his tuition. Did you guys know that? Took the tin off her roof, sold it so Pastor Carlo could get an education. Yeah. And so we follow along in that same way. We're not tearing our roofs off, but many of us decided we weren't going to eat pizza, you know, for the next whatever, or we were going to say no to that. Why'd you look at me when? Well, I didn't look at you. Well, pizza. You've been doing great with the no pizza. Anyway, so great celebration from last week. But today we're going to keep talking about marriage. I wanted to go back to the week before that. So make sure you check out the week before that, which was actually marriage part one. This is marriage part two. Yes, it is. But I want to say this. If you're not married um, or if you'd rather not um, have a conversation about marriage, the reality of it is, is when there's a conversation around marriage, it is so applicable just to relationships. So... Everything, pretty much, not, not, not absolutely everything we'll talk about, but pretty much uh, most of what we'll talk about, if you apply these thoughts to just your relational world, it can really uh, make things much more healthy. They're just principles. It's just relationship. Uh, marriage is just relationship at a more intense level, right? right. Those of you that are married would say... Oh, amen, right? Intense in a, such a wonderful way. Anyway, yes. Always an opportunity to be formed <laughs> into the image of Christ in yes. marriage because there's Nothing always like room Nothing for like growth, amen? Yeah. And, um, and we also want to, there was a big amen going on somewhere. <laughs> I don't know, it's Jacques. Is Jacques causing trouble up here? Good. Keep it up. Because we know that there has been a marriage effect And we said, you know, name the five marriages that have impacted you in your life, right? And we talked about, you know, the marriages of mine and Scott's parents and us, and that we were actually able to let Christ be continually formed in us all the days of our journey home. And everybody said, that's right, right? That's right. I mean, this, yes, okay, I won't say any more about that. And then we also have learned from the deep sadness of the marriages that we, those five people that we love and care about and the effect. And so what we realize and we teach at Crossroads is we don't close our eyes and pretend, uh, you know, there's no thorns in the roses. So can we say 
that's true. And, um, and so we want to be very cognizant of the fact that when we make big, broad statements, there might be people who feel left out of the statement. So can we all just breathe and say, help me not be a jerk today? That's like my opening prayer every day. You know, if at, I could just do that, uh -huh, that'd be good. That we could actually learn how to be with people in whatever uh, life has brought, right? And that God can show up wherever life has brought you, right, Tesh? Good word from you. Then we ask you guys, okay, so if we're going on to Harmony, eHarmony, Donuts and Dudes, Match.com. Which those of you that are still looking for donuts and dudes, we don't know, but we don't think it's real. Like Claire just made that up. If you found it and it's I weird, it it's something. not anything we meant to do. Anyway, the bussies called me out on it. They're like, we could not find donuts and dudes. So, <laughs> anyway, so, um, so, you know, I just would like that why site, would you though. be great in a relationship? So if you were going to go on Match.com, you would list like five great things about yourself, right? You wouldn't say the things like, you know, I pick my nose or anything like that. You'd list your five, your five top. I don't pick my nose, but I know there are other people. What would be the five things that you would want to highlight about yourself to bring the reality of your best self, your highest self, your made in the image of God self, right? You wouldn't list other silly things or other things. Okay. So Scott and relationship. So I would mention appreciation. You're great um, at appreciation, by the way. Appreciate people. You do. You, you talk about people. Yeah. Let's, All move, the time. let's move on on my list. In a good thing. Preference, a good giving preference. Mm -hmm. I think that that, uh, anybody who's friends with Scott important. and certainly me as your best friend, mm -hmm. you do prefer other people. Yeah. Putting you, other people before yourself. Um, legacy is important. I, I believe that to my core that um, we don't have to wait till we pass away to leave something. We're actually all leaving something today. Huh. Your presence and mine, and you don't have to have anything to leave a legacy. Legacy is your presence that you leave huh. uh, wherever, when you leave the room. Um, what is it? What, how were you felt? Okay? Mm -hmm. um, faith. And these aren't in any, like, order other than I would say faith would be first. Actually, and probably fun would be second Fun would be, I, I would like it to be you are fun. second. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yes, that'd be my list. I admire so. you because um, that is not me. <laughs> like, fun is totally last with me. Um, and, in fact, when you see, okay, look, it, it's big. you got to love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, too, by the way, and love your neighbor as yourself. And then truth-telling, no bull. Like, uh, if I need you to tell me something, I need you to tell me something, and I need to tell you something, so that's what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. And then you can't tell deep conversations, right? Yeah. I There's know. no weather conversations with Claire. No. Most people wouldn't Except even make it past bullet three. And then justice seeker, like if I can't talk to you about human trafficking at a dinner table, then we can't be friends. And then fun. Nothing like a birthday party talking about human trafficking. <laughs> it's so happened anyway, before. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I just want to say that, um, yes, that would limit the people. But what we want to do is we want to talk about a Christ-centered marriage. Mm -hmm. 
So Christ-centered marriage, building a Christ-centered marriage requires two people that are in, on an intentional journey to be whole and holy. We believe that. Uh, each one must be in the process of seeking to become more like Christ, the way that God intended in the first place for each one of us. And as we do that journey well, that, that is so not just helpful, so critical. So transformational, right? Yeah. It's, it's transformational. Yeah. And Jesus said it this way, again, truly I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything, it'll be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there. So I just wonder, you know, in relationships, if God could get two of us to agree, it would be significant. And that's why I love the idea of the Trinity when we're talking about marriage, because they prefer, defer, and refer. You'll, you'll hear Jesus say, I don't do anything until the Father says to do it. You hear the Father say, listen to my son. And then Jesus says, it's better that I go. And you have the Holy Spirit. There's this preference and deference and reference to each other all through Scripture. And so if any one of us think that we are a self-made human, we're going to miss out on the grace that, that can be ours. Mm -hmm. So Romans 12, 9 through 13, such an amazing scripture. And I love it in uh, so many different versions, but in the voice. And we could read it together too. Yeah, why don't we all read it together? Love, Love others well, well and, and don't, don't hide behind, behind a mask. mask. Love, Love authentically. Despise evil. Pursue what is good as if your life depends on it. Live, Live in, in true, true devotion, devotion to one, one another. another. Loving, Loving each other as sisters and brothers. brothers. Be, Be first to honor others by putting them first. And do, do not, not slack in your faithfulness, faithfulness or hard work. So just, you know, everybody say, don't be a slacker. Don't be a slacker. Let, Let your, your spirit, spirit be on fire, fire bubbling up and boiling over as you serve the Lord. Lord. Do, do not forget, forget to rejoice, for hope is always just around the corner. Holding up through the hard times, times that are coming. And, and devote, devote yourselves to prayer. Share what, what you have with, with the, the saints, saints so they lack nothing. Take every opportunity to open your life and home to others. So if we could live this scripture, <laughs> I mean, if we just worked on this one for the rest of our lives, mm -hmm. it would be a phenomenal world. Yeah. It would be a phenomenal world. I mean, all we need is two paragraphs to yeah. move the needle. All we need is to pay attention to love. We read this at Devin and Sam's wedding last night and, um, and Devin and Sam got married and you know, they, you know, when you get married, you have all these ideas about how life is going to unfold. Mm -hmm. And then, um, Tuesday comes, <laughs> right? And you get to practice your faith. Mm -hmm. You get to practice your faith. You get to practice loving God and loving this person right next to you. Yeah. So a few things uh, that we think uh, we see in this scripture that we want to bring out to you, and maybe we've already mentioned a little bit, but we want to just break down a little bit. Uh, in building a thriving relationship or th a thriving marriage is, first of all, just appreciation. Appreciation, uh, there's this myth, for instance, that in relationships or in a marriage, 
one of the most important things is that the couple uh, has common interests, and that's how you stay together. Uh, but that's actually not true, and it's statistically been proven to not be true. It's actually, Although it's good. It's nice. Yeah, it's, it's fun. great when you have common interests. It's I'm not glad you like wrong, to do this. But it's, it's not essential uh, in order for you to stay together. Claire and I uh, might be proof text to that. Anyway, um, the truth is, is it's how we interact together with one another. And appreciation kind of speaks to how we interact. So like Claire, for instance, when I met Claire... You know, we came, we used to say, and we've said over the years that it was a collision of two different histories, which is the truth in any relationship, right? There's this collision that happens. You come from a different home, different background, whatever. Well, some people Unless, might say there's a meeting and adjoining. There's but a the merging. Collision, there's too. a merging. I like that. Yeah. If you're, if you're, yeah, if you're good at this stuff. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Claire's family, for instance, they like, they like conversation and debate, and our family, the family I came from, we liked physical engagement. Like, instead of talking it through or having debate, it's like, let's go out in the yard and see who wins the wiffle ball game, and that whoever wins is in charge. Our team won, by the way. Let's let yes. the record show on that one. Claire's anyway. family liked art, plays, theater. Our family, we were more of a sports family. Claire's family came from a place called, they lived in a place called Princeton Estates. And uh, our family lived on a street called Karen. And we didn't, we didn't even spell it right. So, spelled with a C and a Y, uh, because I think that's just how we thought it was spelled, or spelt. Um... <laughs> Claire's family drove in a Grand Marquis. We liked Vegas and Dodge Colts. When Claire's family went out to eat, they went to Carl's Chop House. Our family went to White Castle. Or on a special day, Ponderosa or Bonanza. Amen? New Year's Eve brought different things. Claire's family, it was wine and cheese and shrimp. At the Lourdes household, it was milk, Twinkies, and sizzle steaks. While the ghoul, for those of you from the Detroit area, was on in the background. Um, and Claire's family had gold and silverware, and our family didn't always use silverware. <laughs> but we learned right away uh, to appreciate one another. Appreciation is simply noticing. Really, uh, studies have shown uh, by those that study these things the greatest foes of marriage are criticism and contempt. When you get to a place where you can't have gratitude for your relationship, and it turns into criticism, appreciation is simply noticing, acknowledging, thanking God and your spouse or the person you're in a relationship, having gratitude for what you've been given by God relationally having respect and humility. I think that one of the biggest um, problems with patriarchy is relationally. I think that we bring systems into our home where we feel like one of us is more important than the other, and it lacks respect, it lacks humility, it lacks serving. Power structures that are unhealthy are devastating to relationships. When 
when the scripture gets referred to that wives should submit to their husbands, what often and many times is forgotten is the introduction to that statement is submit one to another. It's a powerful, powerful principle in a marriage to appreciate one another. Claire and I have told many people over the years that were struggling in their marriage that one of the most important things they could do is simply say five to ten things per day that they appreciate and love about their spouse. Because what happens is it begins to shift your heart. It begins to turn you toward your spouse as opposed to turning you away. Uh, Dr. John Gottman would simply call these bids. They're, they're, they can be small things, eye contact, a smile. Claire and I, we, we talked about this yesterday, how much it means to both of us. Claire has said this before. I make coffee in the morning. Many times I bring it into the bedroom and then we pray together. And yesterday we were praying in our living room and uh, she taught, she just appreciates the coffee piece. And I was telling her how much I appreciate the fact that like she sets the environment. If we're praying in the bedroom or we're praying in the living room, like she might light candles, she gets things out of the way that would distract us in paying attention to God and to one another. Small things, they don't have to be huge. It could be sitting with a person, your spouse, and just saying, can we just sit for a few minutes before we enter our day? Calling their name appropriately from the other room. When I first started doing electrical work, I worked for this uh, couple. It was a small shop, and the first day I was invited to their house. And we'll say that the wife's name was Pat. That wasn't her name, but let's say her name was Pat. And, uh, you know, I didn't know these people at all. I got invited into their house, and... Uh, Pat kind of did the administrative work for the business. And anyway, they invited me to sit down in the living room. And the, the husband yelled, Pat, Scott's here. And, I, and like it shocked me. I thought, oh, my gosh. And then I realized this is how they talk to each other all the time. It was like a war going on. I couldn't wait to get into that service truck. Anyway, it could be an embrace. It could be praying together. It could be silence together. It could be taking a walk or just being in the woods together. Which leads to the next word that we see in this scripture is this issue of preference. Forbes magazine did a, a study recently and did exit interviews of folks that went through divorce. And to their huge surprise, almost 50% of the people that got divorced said money wasn't the top issue. The top issue was career choices and time issues, the complications that come with career choices. Because when it comes to career choices, it's about time. It's about limits that we put on our life that the, 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 one of the spouses would say, this has put a limitation on our relationship. I don't feel like my relationship is a priority. It's not preferred. It puts constraints on our relationship. I feel like I'm ignored. All of these things lead to feeling preferred or not preferred. How in your relationships are you making sure the people you're relating with feel like they are at least as important as you, preferring one another?
And then lastly, I just want to mention this issue of legacy and faith. So we'll begin by just saying that, you know, um, we had this idea in the beginning of our relationship of what we wanted our faith legacy to be for our kids. And it starts with Luke 10, 27, and then regular prayer, scripture reading, and faith storytelling. Um, we were raised on Scott's grandfather's stories of faith, living through the Depression, and I thought, I want to tell my kids miracle stories like that. So I started to pray for miracle stories to happen that I could tell my kids about our faith legacy. So you have stories. Sometimes you don't think that they're big, but think about the stories you have to pass on. Weekly church attendance was not, you know, it was a non-negotiable. And, it, it, you know, yes, we were pastors and yes, we get it that everybody can't do weekly, but that was part of our faith legacy. We've made, um, you know, we've, we've, made, we've made good decisions. We've made less good decisions. We've made poor decisions in the 42 years of marriage. But one of the things we're really grateful for is prioritizing worship with the saints on a Sunday morning. And so when you can, friends, consider what else might move out of the way other than this kind of legacy for your, you know, for your life. And then um, prioritizing abundance. So you want to talk about abundance for a minute? Well, abundance is just simply abundant life. Nothing is quite like relationships when it comes to spiritual formation and opportunity for spiritual growth, right? Because we're all being spiritually formed. Some of us not so good, maybe, some of us better than others, but nowhere is there a greater opportunity for the abundant life than in our relationships and growing into what God has for us. Gary Thomas, uh, author Gary Thomas says at one point, uh, marriage is meant to make you holy and not happy. I think that certainly it can do both of those things. I think if you're feeling like you're being made whole, which is holy, like you're being made whole, you are happy. Yeah. You, you guys know what I'm talking exactly. about? As we come into wholeness, there is, a, there is a joy there. Like, I'm getting healed. Loved what you just said, Tesh, about God healing your mind, you know? And so there are things that as we're healed in particular ways that we each need, and we're coming into wholeness, we bring a whole person into our friendships and our relationships. Yeah. So marriage is and relationships they're they're a faith lab think about it they're they're a place we practice forgiveness we're invited to serve we're challenged to be patient we're asked to live respectfully to have hope to love to be intimate to celebrate at times to grieve, to pray, to desire, to have integrity and grow in integrity, to be in a partnership, to have vision, and to have vision with another person or other people. For character development, it's a place of investment. Is that why you're such a character? Yes, Look what you I have developed with. me well. Anyway. <laughs> Go ahead, look at your friend yes. or your, your spouse and say, no wonder you're a character. It's no all my, my doing. <laughs> yeah. 
Marriage is a place of mission. <laughs> yes. And, and this whole issue of faith is there's no couple that travels life together without the need for the power and the influence and the strength of something beyond themselves. Right. And that is mm-hmm. this desperate need that we have in our relationships, in our marriages for God's help. Because there will always be in our lives these places that are mystery beyond what we can accomplish as amazing as we might be together. And I'll just say this, and kind of started here, know this, that your relationship, your marriage, your other relationships, they really are building a legacy. You are imparting to the people around you something with every action that you're, you're stepping into. So we want, we want you guys to know how much we, we love you. We're proud of you. We see God's goodness in you, but we challenge all of us, including ourselves, to live this principle of faith and legacy, being, paying attention to what our children and our children's children and the people around us are receiving on this day by the way that we're living in our relationships. So will you stand with us? And we're going to ask you to bring one marriage to mind you'd like to pray for right now. Someone's marriage that you know they need their help to come from God. Um, Or, you know, as you see somebody embarking on a new life, um, like Sam and Devin last night, like, Victory and Josiah just a few weeks ago. Congratulations to you guys. Woo! Like, let's hold marriages in prayer, right? Not in judgment. Let's hold marriage up before God and just say, God, here's a marriage I want to pray for. And would you help them be whole and holy? And just say their name to God. And even as you're praying for them, see this couple as God sees them. And pray with them with the heart of God. Maybe even ask the Holy Spirit to remind you to keep praying every time something is needed, that the Holy Spirit would quicken to you to pray. You don't even have to know what it is that's happening, but that the Holy Spirit would quicken you to pray for them. God, our world is desperately needing help with relationships. Hannah started us all these months ago talking about relationships, and we have looked at relationships personally with you, with our neighbors, with our community. Each and every voice at Crossroads has brought forth 
a prayer of theirs, something they're longing for in the world. We couldn't even see if you weren't opening our eyes to desire healing with our friends, with our missions. I want you to even bring to mind over the last many months, do a little examine of all of the talks about relationships and just let one thing emerge in your heart and mind here and hold that right in God's loving presence. That your eyes were opened to this or that, this word or that word. We want to live according to the before the fall idea. In the beginning was the relationship. Father, Son, Spirit, and out of this triune God's holy presence, human beings were formed. Oh God, would you show us the pre-fall condition of the relationship we're praying for right now. Before sin, brokenness, hurt, envy, jealousy, gluttony, pride, lust, fear, deceit, anger. Before any of those things came, would you show us what you had in your heart? And we hold all these things in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're believing for miracles, even as we say these names out loud. Nothing is impossible for you, God. And we'd like to cooperate and participate in healing in the world. Fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, in a fresh way. Would you fill us in a fresh way? Things we've never seen or known or wondered or offered, would you fill us with the gifts of your Spirit? Would you fill us up with powerful gifts? Yes, that will change the world. Would you do that, God, for each one who's praying right now? We're trusting you. We are trusting you with every, if there's a relationship on our heart that we're lifting up, we know you put that relationship there because we love because you first loved us. So if we're praying for someone right now, it's because you were already all up in it before we ever even thought to pray. And so, God, we're agreeing with you right now with the prayer that's on our heart. And you said if you could get two to agree anywhere, that nothing is impossible. So we're lifting the prayer up that agrees with your heart. We're lifting, we're lifting, we're lifting and trusting and offering to the one who loves us more than we could possibly ever love. It all comes down to this. This is what we want to be in your world. 
Would you guys pray that we would act justly and love mercy and walk humbly and that that would be the presence we bring full of God's spirit. Well, let me pray this blessing over you as we leave from this place, building our relationships, loving one another, asking God to give us strength for the each and every day. So go forth now as God's friend, as God's family, as God's loved one. Remember God's presence often and draw strength from the knowledge that the one who calls and sends also sustains. Amen. Amen, everyone. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you back next week as we start our new series. We love you and act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly all the time.